I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Remember, each week is the place you go to when you want to learn and hear the most inspiring and horrific paranormal phenomena you've ever, ever come across. I'm talking about angelic uh, Jesus encounters, demonic encounters, that means Hat Man. Shadow people, aliens, lake monsters, Bigfoot, and other mysterious phenomena out there in the world that you may have never thought to be possible. How do I know? Because it happened. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, you guys, don't forget, go to HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com and tell me what it is that you personally are experiencing out there. Whatever story, whatever thought has entered your mind to make you wonder and think and question reality to go like, is this, is this for real? Like, like what's going on here in this world? Can I find answers? Can I, can I get rid of stuff if I don't like it lingering around me? How can I protect myself? Anything and everything out of the ordinary. I'm telling you, tell me your stories, send them to me. And uh, if you've got photos or drawings that you want to include, people have told me it's hard. I don't know how I, I could send something along. Just email it over to HeidiHollis at gmail.com. And uh, I will definitely get it. And I will respond uh, generally. <laughs> Sometimes things get really swamped. And um, I'm like, whoa, holy smokes. Where'd, the, where'd all those emails come from? But, but it's okay. Uh, I'm working it out. I'm working it out. Uh, you know what? Today is the end of the year show. Mm-hmm. The end of 2022. As we fumble, flop, backflip, and forward into 2023. And boy, do we have a lot of things to talk about, about what's happened this past year and where we're going. And I thought I'd dedicate this show to all those thoughts. Paranormally speaking, normally speaking, uh, theoretically, futuristic, <laughs> I don't know. Anything that pops up, it's, it's going to 
probably fall out of my mouth and we're going to discuss it uh, on the show today. Um, yeah, so we're going to go there. We're going to go there. We're also going to visit upon some of the more paranormal things that have come my way as of late. I've been getting into some interesting conversations with people. And uh, so I'll dibble and dabble and, and, and see what flavor is, is pouring out through the ethers. And uh, I'll share that with you here today as well. Okay. I'm wondering if we should start on a, a dark note, middle note, light note. You know, let's just mix these notes up. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but we're going to try. We're going to try. Um, wow, you guys, I have been uh, really involved in, in these these conversations these past several days. Like, whoo, what is going on? What is going on in the world? You know, I have heard from so many folks who are really dreading our immediate future. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean like people that are just predicting things happening. Um, but people who are just like, gosh, it just feels like we're about to go down that big old giant nasty flush hole um, <laughs> toilet. Um, and, and it's like, you know, some people seem anxious for this. Others seem upset by this. Others think of, oh my gosh, what what kind of future does this present to my children? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I, I totally hear you. Um, yeah, this is nothing to anticipate to be happening uh, to the world, but I have heard these things as well. I mean, oh, I think I might have shared with you guys before that I, I, you know, I go and I check out different groups and whatnot online and what people are talking about. And, and there's been a lot of chatter of people who are like, you know, I have this feeling we're going to go to war next year and all this stuff. And, um, you know, it's like, well, where is that coming from? I don't know. Um, I, I think that we see the war that's going on in Europe and, we're like, oh man, is that really going to be our future? You know, are we sticking our fingers and noses into things that we shouldn't? I mean, politics suck. I think we've learned that lesson, huh? <laughs> Anybody sitting around the, the, the holiday table minus a couple of people is because uh, political talk, right? Mm. Yeah, that, that's a shame. Uh, it's it's like that should never happen unless, unfortunately, somebody passed, not because they sit in a blue suit or not, you know, I just don't get it. I don't get it. So we've learned how easily we could be divided and how easily to light those fires. Right. And uh, so I, I've heard a lot of folks discussing this. I've heard um, uh, in one group where people have had a lot of near-death experiences and it was like the conversation was hey is anybody anybody when they crossed over did they did they see the civil war that's about to hit the united states and so many people responded in the positive saying yes i did me too yes yes i'm like oh no oh no that's that's not okay so um gosh i'm hoping that we figure this all out before it comes to that and um yeah, I mean, what a shame. What a shame that that would ever come to that. But look at when you look on the smaller scale, right? You look on that smaller scale. And what I was saying, like, there's somebody missing around the dinner table. Woo, it happens. I mean, you've probably been, I don't know, in that same family for all your life. <laughs> Nobody's ever left it before death, right? And then they had this political little disagreement. And all of a sudden, you know, grandpa's out. 
Oh, Lord, we've got to figure that out, people. Um, so, yeah, so that's one of the conversations I've been dipping into and have heard quite a bit about. Um, and then I was watching a, a preacher, and I won't name names, but I mean, you guys know these people. You could go look them up. But uh, <laughs> a preacher who spoke of their being a uh, an attack on, on the soil of the United States. And uh, I have heard this from one other person as well. And uh, it's like, whoa, really? You you think that's that's going to happen? Like, and I'm talking about predicted this a while back. And is this coming in our near future? I don't know. You know, I don't know. This is this is so funny. I, I just went through a blizzard <laughs> and I hear shoveling, but I, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. But <laughs> but yeah, so there, there's that conversation. And so people are like, yeah, you know, yeah, the, this, this, this world needs to, needs to go down. You know, this, this is, it's so bad here that it's about time that it gets wiped over and wiped out. And I'm like, hold your horses. You know, there are children here and, um, there's a lot more that we can do here on this planet. And I honestly, I, this planet ain't going anywhere. All right. Just us. Okay, us and our big heads that are easy to topple over, and so we fall on our behinds. But um, as we get so full of ourselves, it's like, hold on, this is this is a rather uh, young civilization from where we've come from, and uh, yeah, there's been a ton of others prior to us, and we we see some things that they've created and and done that we still cannot do today. Right? What? Why? How do people wake up in the shadow of the Great Pyramids and forget how those things got made? I mean, generations. Oh, they moved away and it got buried by the sand. Why? Why? I mean, I just don't see myself <laughs> living in a luxury place and really enjoying the view and just like, you know, I'm I'm just going to move into the middle of nowhere because I'm sure there's something else that I could stare at, you know? that's not as magnificent as this thing that's been sitting here for centuries, you know, like what? <laughs> Something happened. Something happened. Uh, and, and I just think that that's quite apparent. There's a lot of knowledge that's been lost and uh, it doesn't make sense. So I don't think we're going to go, um, this planet's going to go anywhere. I think we're going to we're going to have to hightail it out. And, uh, you know, there's something to be said about the rumors of the days of old, okay? This this whole idea that there will be a savior that comes back again, that it was here once before, and, uh, you know, might might um, change things quite a bit. And, um, you know, and, and a lot of people have a lot of different beliefs and, on how things may come and how they may go, but look at these, like, ancient texts and how things that have happened in the past actually kind of, like fall into place with prophecy and predictions and where are we today people are making prophecies and predictions and they happen you know and it's like there's a lot of accuracy out there too when it comes to that but you know then i've also known <laughs> i've also known to people who will uh, i don't know why but they'll go to the to to like precision and with dates and times when something will happen. And when it doesn't happen, they're like, 
well, you know, it didn't exactly go as as planned because, you know, this happened over here or or, or it did happen. You just didn't see it. It was behind closed doors, you know. <laughs> so there's a lot of it's a lot of odd things that that uh, take place. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I think, um, you know, we shouldn't anticipate the worst because nobody, nobody has the exact answers about what may take place in the future. 2023 may be really great for you and me. Hey, there goes the rhyme. Um, <laughs> and so I like to think we keep it positive and uh, look forward to the, the new year with a, a lot of uh, good vibes, good vibrations, and um, I don't know, aspirations, inspirations, <laughs> revelations, not biblical okay uh, <laughs> but let's keep it real and uh you know there have been many uh, uh um experiments where people have put their good intentions and prayers all at the same time all over the world in order to change the momentum of something so let's all do that and we don't have to time it out perfectly we can just randomly like you now you okay everybody just go you know just do it on your own good time and uh and we'll just kind of roll with this all right we'll just see how this this goes i'm optimistic about it you know even though some signs and signals and prophecies <laughs> may come forward is it always so bad it always so bad we could always make the best of whatever should happen right all right so um you know I, i'm i've got so many emails here i think i need to answer at least one or two of them during this program so you guys we're gonna have some inspirational conversations all right <laughs> you are listening to dark becomes light with me heidi hollis on the iHeartRadio and coast to coast am Paranormal Podcast Network. Check them out. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. 
Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> well, guess what, you guys? There's so much on my plate today I'd like to discuss. Um, I am going to try to get to at least one email. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try to stick to that um, <laughs> and, and and see what's going on out there with you guys. Um, but. Okay, I gotta breathe on this one because this this one is um, really something else. Like talking about what's coming in the paranormal and normal world, right? And uh, so we're looking to the next year, wondering, gosh, how far will the government go in discussing and sharing openly about the UFO phenomena? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, UAP, which I don't like using. I really don't. And uh, you guys got to think about why they try to change those words, okay? Unidentified aerial phenomena? Well, well guess what? Guess what? <laughs> as annoying as what <laughs> that stood for, <sighs> trying to take the stigma off a UFO cover-up, um, uh, UFOs, period, and UFO researcher, ufologist, perhaps, you know, just to take the, the, the glare and, and glory against, uh, you know, the people that have been working so hard to put the word out there. Did I say that right? The, <laughs> it's like taking away from all the work that's been done. It really is. It's like, oh, we're not speaking of those people, UFO people, ufologist people who do ufo hunting oh gosh no gosh no no we're speaking of unidentified aerial phenomena ah oh, okay i'm sorry i'm ooh. i've known so many people that have dedicated their lives to this thing that our government poo-pooed threatened people mm-hmm, uh against speaking on these things harassing you guys heard of military abductions? My labs, M-I-L-A-B-S, no? Um, 
Those are the people that have spoke up or, or seen something. I've had a couple of them myself. Not to the point where uh, I was taken and and uh, put in one of these programs where uh, military kids have been uh, um, taught or tested on certain things. No, no, no. I was in college, um, deep in it as well uh, in college. You know, like it wasn't my beginning years when I had a couple of run-ins with that. And um, it was clearly connected to something else. Um, so yeah, but anywho, where was I? Um, yeah, so <laughs> military abductions and all of the woo-ha-ha about, oh gosh, I don't know what they're speaking of, people. <laughs> we're the military. We're government. You know, we are so uptight and we know what we're doing. No, 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 no. No, if they knew what they were doing, they sure wouldn't come and pause and, and try to scare people into silence or threaten their pension if they spoke on these things or erase their identities because they spoke on these things. No, no, no. Trust me. They know absolutely everything. Now, there are beings who don't want information put out there. Plain and simple. That sounds weird, doesn't it? That sounds so weird. Like, what is this woman talking about? You mean <laughs> aliens, Heidi? I mean, for real. Like, y- you think aliens are real? Well, do you think your soul is real? I mean, if you can't get over that to know that you have a soul, I mean, where does that inner you go when you die, right? Where, where does it go? Hmm, that's all think. Uh, that's kind of paranormal. That's kind of abstract. That's kind of like, I can't put my finger on it, like touchy stuff. So just as real as your soul is, all those billions of stars that we can't get our fingers on, but we could see it. We see that they exist. Trust that there's somebody on a skateboard up there, okay? Or a hovercraft. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're probably looking at us saying, oh, gosh, that blue marble, really, I hate the color blue. I'm sure something really stupid is going on over there. I am not interested. I'm sure there's an alien in denial of us. Why not? <laughs> but, uh, oh, it just gets annoying. But, okay, but I got to tell you guys, I have a new annoyance. Are, are you Are you ready for this? I could hardly, I could hardly contain my laughter. Okay, so now, now UAP stands for (laughs) Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. (laughs) This comes to us from defense.gov. Oh, okay, I gotta breathe. This is so funny to me. I literally have tears, guys. Okay. (laughs) Oh, okay. Unidentified anomalous phenomena is anything in space, in the air, on land, in the sea, or under the sea that cannot be identified and which might pose a threat to U.S. military installations or operations. We have an important and yet challenging mission to lead an interagency effort to document, collect, analyze, and when possible, resolve reports of any unidentified phenomena. I'm sorry, unidentified anomalous phenomena, said uh, Sean M. Kirkpatrick. He is the director of AARO. Okay. I shouldn't be laughing. I shouldn't be laughing because from their description here, flying toenail clippings could be 
and unidentified anomalous phenomena. They said anything in the air on the ground. I, I'm sure there's a lot of things that people have witnessed like that. And they might, I don't know, point out your auntie from the other side of the family as being one of that. And then, then what? What happens to her? You know? Um, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm like, I'm a little bit concerned because they made it a broader term. Um, I, nobody, nobody, nobody seems to really uh, want to say all of that uh, unidentified anomalous <laughs> phenomena. I mean, I went to uh, uh, CNN.com and they just put UFO. <laughs> They're like, look, all right, we're not even going to go there. But um, <laughs> I got to read what it says on CNN.com because this is funny. It's funny and, and, and spooky and terrifying. Um Okay, so in the Pentagon's uh, first update since the establishment of its office to investigate unidentified flying objects, <laughs> officials offered few answers, but said there was nothing to suggest an otherworldly explanation for the hundreds of reports they had received. And this is a quote, we have not seen anything that would lead us to believe that any of the objects we have seen are of alien origin, if you will, said Ronald Moultrie under Secretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security. And this the article continues, established in July, the office... <laughs> This is where I started laughing again. You guys, this is what AARO stands for, okay? You might have heard it before, because this was was established in July, but a lot of people aren't keeping up with this. So, officially, that office is known as the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. (laughs) And, And it has received hundreds of reports of unidentified objects to examine. All dash domain anomaly resolution office. <laughs> Just can't. I I would I would like to go up to the office and excuse me, sir. Excuse me. I I think I think I have a few things in my back pocket that might fall into your office uh, domain. Um, if you don't mind, <laughs> I'd like to discuss the terror of shadow people and hat men. Uh, invading people's homes, but um, your scientific community, for some reason, tried to say it was all sleep paralysis, and we all know that's not true, and I'd like to know why, please. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> and hat man can fly. Um, and so can some of his rotten followers. Um, so, so, hey, uh, you guys, if you haven't been paying attention, so... Um, I, I don't know why they're shifting and trying to be all-encompassing because we have uh, unidentified submerged objects, USOs, okay? Um, so I guess they were like, oh, man, that one went in the water. So I guess we got we to gotta broaden our terms a little bit, you know? Um, if you throw a Frisbee in the sky, that goes in their domain, too. How about that? Take a picture. I, I mean, <laughs> I just... Okay, I had to get back on, on on track here. So what what am I saying? I'm saying I'm saying I don't I don't have a whole lot of faith in them being fully open. Um, but but the whispers online are suggesting, and what people are are getting um, um, in different ways, near death experiencers, um, so people having dreams and and something even for myself. Uh, I had a very, very, very vivid dream uh, some years ago that let me know that craft will come 
and I will know who they are. I'll know if I can hear them, feel them, if they are the good guys or the bad guys. Um, I think that we all might be able to get that kind of sensation. And and again, I'm not a psychic or a guru. I just have uh, had some really odd experiences and understandings and memories that come forward without hypnosis on my own. Um, so yeah, people are thinking that in 2023, that aliens are going to come forward in a big way. Now, I don't think it's any thanks to our government. <laughs> I, I think that there's just going to come a, a time where some conversations are, are going to happen among the beings and say, you know what? You know, Heidi's pretty cool. I think she's holding it down. All right. Maybe we'll just stop by her crib and then she could tell everybody else <laughs> it's happened before. So why not? Uh, I, I think I mentioned here so many times that uh, calling upon craft and I'm not talking about uh, doing it by a method that some people practice. I'm talking about saying, hey, you guys there? My friends have never seen a craft. And then having to literally jump down to the ground because they dropped so low, the craft have. Um, so, yeah. So I, I think that, um, you know, our future might be a little bit interesting the next year or so because uh, a lot of people are feeling it. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. But again, I, I'm not going to give it up to NASA. I'm not going to give it up to our government. Like, yay, guys, you got our backs finally. No, no. All right, you guys, we're going to get to our next break. <laughs> you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Oh, well, we are covering the topics today because it is the end of the year. Ah, and we've got to look more optimistically towards our future instead of dragging our feet and thinking the world's going to explode. Yeah! And we're not going to give two hoots what our government is saying about the alien stuff always because... They're not going to give us the full story anyhow. Ah, the crowd is going crazy. Um, <laughs> so I'm just covering these things. I don't know why. Um, but I just felt inspired to do that because uh, there's so much out there. I get it. We are way down. We have seen some horrible things. But, man, we got to keep our chins up, our hearts enlightened, and uh, don't, don't let it drag us all the way down, right? Okay, but I'm just steering the boat a little bit today and hitting a couple of waves and saying, look over there, everybody, there goes a whale. Oh, and there goes a USO. Ah, and whoa, what's that dead ahead? Is it an iceberg? Are we going to hit the Antarctic or what? I don't know. Um... <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, let's let's talk. Let's talk. Because, yeah, there's a lot of things we are not going to get answers to. And, yeah, we're all feeling these odd things going on. And a lot of people are having dreams of cataclysmic events. And they seem so real. It's, like, hard to believe they didn't happen. It's happened to me quite a few times. But not in particular where it's been so much more this year. You know, like, I'm so worried that we're not going to pull through next year. Um but there's been something uh, I think is fascinating. There's a trend that's going on that should perk up your spirits a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so I have uh, friends who are able to interpret and read different languages of uh, Middle Eastern descent. Okay. Um, and I've read a couple of books as well on, on this phenomena of Jesus showing up to people of different faiths and one being Muslim and uh, fascinating, fascinating. Like this is not new. Okay. It's been going on for several years now uh, where there's this huge influx of people uh, 
in that area and all over the globe, Christians too, who are reporting having encounters with Christ. And it's not like, hey, did I just see? Like, I was in a grocery store. What? Who was that? I mean, it kind of looked like Jesus. No, I'm talking about these people are trying to get some sleep. And Jesus sits on their bed and says, hey, look into me because I'm not going anywhere until you do. And then he'll come night after night. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. I'll tell you, one time <laughs> I, I had an injury and I had to uh, get an x-ray done. I'm sitting in the waiting room. And I'm talking to this lady, I'm in a robe, she's in a robe, and uh, she's waiting for an x-ray as well. And, uh, and just start chatting because there was quite a line, you know, we're there for a while. And she's like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I write books and da-da-da-da-da. And she's like, about what? And I'm like, well, Jesus encounters, and, and she stops me right there. She's like, I'm Jewish. Great, that's wonderful. And I know he is my Christ and Savior. Oh, 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 wow. That's, that's amazing. I, how, you know, and then she goes into detail discussing her encounter with Christ. And she said, it was so beautiful. I recognized who he was and who he is to me and my people. And I've accepted him. And I'm like, but you're still Jewish. Yes, I am. And I hope to let others know that he's real. And our Messiah has come and he will come again. I get goosebumps even talking about it now because what a what a turn of events. And then darn it all if I didn't get asked to go do my x-ray. I was like, hold on, hold on. I want to ask more questions. And she was sitting there like uh, next to a friend of hers that was waiting with her. And it was just she was just so pleasant. And she was like, uh, I don't know, middle aged and just chilling and. And just so very to the point of it. And, um, you know, I wrote about uh, my Jesus is no joke book. I had several encounters with Christ. I put it in there. And uh, (sighs) my Jewish friend saw Jesus just (laughs) straight up. I mean, it's quite a story. It's something uh, to check out for sure. And um, yeah, I've had these encounters with people who are just like, I've seen them too. Me too. I've been at a UFO conference speaking and uh, talked about you know aliens and whatnot and say, oh, and by the way, I've seen Jesus too. And it's like, you know, and then I kind of apologize. Like, I, sorry to bring up, you know, this topic here at this place. And boy, I had a line of people say, don't ever apologize for talking about Jesus because I've seen him too. Me too, me too, me too. Well, well, quite enlightening and uh, inspiring. And um, so I, I think... That something is going on uh, as far as, uh, you know, we just speak of prophecy. We speak of, um, you know, biblical things. And and even Jesus, like, kind of followed along in uh, scriptural uh, prophetic type things, you know. It's like, oh, it's supposed to be riding a donkey on the palm leaves. Okay, all right. You know, it's like he aimed to meet those prophecies, right? And... uh, so we got to think about that. It's like, so if that intention was there, even back then, we should pay attention to prophetic things that were written. And also to know that God's not done speaking 
just because something is completed being written, people are still experiencing miraculous things, angelic things, Jesus encounters. I mean, it is something. Something is going on. Um, I'm newer to understanding uh, Catholic views on Mary, but something's happening there. <laughs> I mean, people have bore witness to things, right? I, I know Fatima, uh, what was it, 80,000 people swore seeing a, a flying disc. But one journalist said it was a dancing sun, and that was the only story that was put out. That's a shame, because we should be honest about what it is that we're experiencing. I, I try to be as painfully honest as possible, because the truth is easy to remember, you know? Um, my interpretations might be off <laughs> in what it is I've seen, but I surely will tell you what it felt like and what I think was going on. Um, but, you know, nobody's nobody's perfect. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think of these things, these places where miraculous things have happened. And there's an element that I'm just curious as heck about. And, and, and again, I'm newer to looking into Catholicism and, and what it is that they follow and believe. And and um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's so very different uh, from a Protestant and growing up Protestant and, and not knowing this whole other half uh, and why people would always correct me and say, I'm not Christian, I'm Catholic. Over and over again, my, my whole life, I was corrected that way from people. And I couldn't understand. I'm like, I want to look at what we have in common versus differences. I, I couldn't understand that. But when I heard these stories of uh, more recently, you know, looking into uh, where holy things happen or miraculous things happen and people going to those areas and getting healed or having miracles. I, I looked at some of these videos of pilgrimages to those areas, like wanting to be a part of that, whatever took place and, and feeling like only, only getting there will make it happen. And I have always thought like God will visit you wherever you're at, right? The miracles can happen wherever you're at. And, and, but I can't help but to think that because there's so, such a concentration of energy and hope in one spot that it does make it holy, much like a church, right? Uh, you know, we, we've got these places where we feel that we get the goosebumps. And I, I find it I find it interesting. It's so very new to me, you know, the pilgrimage thing. Um, however, I went to uh, I went to Jerusalem and I was like, ooh, I feel it. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess that was a pilgrimage of sorts, but I had friends over there, so I was visiting them. And it was just absolutely a bonus to go and uh, get the feels and check out the wonderful historical areas and to see all the faiths gathered in one area. That was just amazing. Uh, but yeah, so I wanted to put that out there and let you know that there is something increasing out there and it has been for a few good years. And um, uh, I mentioned my friends who speak different languages and I asked them to look on some of these message boards of, of uh, you know, people who have Muslim beliefs and, and whatnot and see the conversations that might be going on uh, of Jesus showing up. And yeah, yep, it's been spotted. And of course, it's been spotted on, on other um, like boards and message boards and whatnot. So it, it's it's interesting. And then bumping into people randomly. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I'm learning that, uh, you know, 
I think the light always shines through. And I think that if we can keep that positive beat rolling, I I think that we're going to see a lot of good things happen in our near future. We don't always have to dread it or hope for the worst. Um, I always feel that um, there's, there's hope, you know, we don't have to feel downtrodden about everything. And even in the face of some of the worst phenomena out there, which, oh, gee, is that my specialty? Yes, it is. (laughs) Um, I try to be uplifting about it because it's no fun to sit in the dumps because, boy, do I know what that looks like when it comes to these demonic things. Growing up in a haunted house, no bueno, no fun, Uh uh-uh, no. Uh, and, And I found a way to laugh and keep a light heart on these topics. And, you know, the darkness always hates that. So remember that. Keep something positive. Keep keep comedy <laughs> rolling through the house. If you're living in a horribly haunted place or something, keep the comedy. Bless it with a pep in your step and a smile. They really hate that. And they might want to leave it just laughing a lot. Um, so anyways, you guys, I'm going to I'm gonna look at uh, some of the please email here and see what we got here i'm just gonna randomly grab uh, all right you guys <laughs> we're gonna get to our next break you are listening to dark becomes light with me heidi hollis on iHeartRadio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network be right back i'm scott weinberger journalist and former deputy sheriff in my new podcast series cold-blooded The Apollo Jim murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. 
If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. They came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM paranormal podcast network well we have really covered the topics haven't we for this end of the year i don't know what is a celebration uh anticipation for the new year because man there's a lot of stuff that's been happening and there's a lot of major vibes that i just wanted to address but you know what we can't end the year with nothing with without doing my favorite thing answering your emails and i hear this is your favorite parts out there too so um i grabbed a couple of smaller looking emails and uh i honestly i just i grab these things and i i don't i don't i don't try to anticipate what's going on unless it says please help in the subject line and then i try to open those fast um all right so um this first email it says um dear heidi i experienced abduction phenomena as a child In 1963, I had a terrible nightmare where I arrived home on a bright summer's evening around 1900 hours, only to find no one seemingly home. Mm, That's disturbing. As water, as a major element in the dream, okay, was featured at one point and also cardinal decisions as well. Okay. I woke in horror and I was still awake when the abduction event began, as I saw a small gray alien peek around the corner of our stairs where it met our living room. Mm, that's, that, that makes me think of the book and the movie Communion. If you guys haven't seen that, go see it um, or rent it. I mean, <laughs> and I sensed it was surprised to find me awake. I closed my eyes, and as it ascended the stairs, and I pretended to be asleep, I was rendered unconscious until the next day by a touch just in front of my right ear. Okay, I'm trying to follow. I'm trying to follow. Okay, many years later, I found out my father's lineage tracks back to a paranormal hotspot in Quebec, formerly known as Ghost Hill Farm. Oh, man, if you've had something horrible going on there and you, you name your, your property after it, that's that's a bit spooky, unless it was nice attraction for the neighbors to come and talk about it, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> 
But anything with that in the title, I'd be like, mm, I think I'm a pass. <laughs> and they continue. It is now owned by the Nature oh, Conservancy of Canada, and it's called the Breckenridge Nature Preserve. Murray. Okay. All right. So Murray was just sharing <laughs> about something that happened. And it doesn't sound like the best thing. I mean, wow. You know, I've heard uh, some people uh, in this field who say, oh, you're probably just an alien abductee. Oh, you're just an alien abductee. Oh, oh, you had something going. You're an alien abductee. Everybody's an alien abductee to some people. And because they know because, you know, they've researched it and they're just, you know, the authority on that. Personally, I don't feel I'm an alien abductee. Okay. Do I think they tried? Have I seen these beings? Yes, I have. But if you know my story, it didn't end well for them. Okay. Um, I've had other types of encounters uh, that are different types of beings that you don't typically hear of. They're not greys. They're not uh, reptilian. They're not, you know, it's just just not. Okay. Uh, So, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm um, reading this here and it sounds like this being was looking to abduct you. You woke up caught them in the act and they put the sleep whammy on you that's that's fascinating i I appreciate you sharing that and thanks for putting that on blast exactly where that is um yeah so that's that's interesting interesting and and interesting too how people have nightmares and then awake to a nightmare did you catch that in there that does indeed happen to quite a few people involved in this type of phenomenon uh, why? I mean, it's like they're they're kind of observing you having your nightmare and almost like, oh, there goes their weakness. Oh, oh, this is where they cry. Oh, look, they're trying to run. Isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? As I have them pinned down and paralyzed, having this nightmare, invoking the nightmare and, and seeing how they would handle being home alone. And yeah, I mean, honestly, it's what it sounds like with that scenario was a uh, being that caused that nightmare scenario to happen and they were observing you and then when you woke up they they zonked you out and woke you with just a touch that's actually something that i hear of uh quite quite a bit all right so going to this next email mm-hmm. this one comes from scott i honestly believe in the paranormal i am a reiki practitioner Oh, very cool. I don't claim to be a master. Well, every Reiki ma- person <laughs> seems to say they're a master. But that's interesting that you say that because I don't know if I... I almost said it just now. I almost said Reiki master because that's all I ever hear, you know, Reiki and master together, not just practitioner. Okay. All right. So uh, thanks for clearing that up. Um, and they continue. I think Jesus is the only one that's reached that level. Oh. Ooh, goosebumps. All right. That being said, I often wonder why, when I look back at interviews of even fairly recent predictions, I can't find any videos of anyone seeing the pandemic. It seems to me somebody should be able to see a global epidemic coming, or at least the disastrous effects of a fraudulent epidemic. Ooh. Unless I'm missing something, can you help a brother understand this disconnect? Thank you for all of your insight, Scott. Well, you know, uh, I think that uh, some people would say that they did feel something was coming. A lot of people have felt 
something was coming. They can't always put their finger on it to say, oh, I know what. I, I, oh, I did. I caught that. Um, but in all honesty, this isn't the first time this has happened in recent history. I mean, I know people in their 70s who talk about being uh, made to isolate in their homes because of polio. Yeah, in their 70s. They remember that. Because polio was a, an epidemic. It was a pandemic. People, children were getting sick. They were dying. And uh, I don't know if there was anybody saying, ah, I don't believe this crap. And then their kid got deformed or died. I mean, I don't know. Just just now. Um, so calling it fraudulent, you know, I lost at least nine people that I know of in the medical field. Because that's what I practice in. Um taking care of people who didn't believe it was real either and they died and it tragic tragic a whole family practically died uh because my friend that was a nurse went home and brought it to her son and her husband she didn't make it her son didn't make it husband woke up from the ventilator to everybody being gone so yeah i don't think it was fraudulent do i think it was planned out well There's a lot of things out there that point to a lot of things, but who knows? I think there's a a mixture when it comes to any kind of strange phenomena where things don't add up or feel right or something seems off. I think think that we get hints along the way um, when we're not getting to 100% the truth of things. I, I don't think there's any major story out there where we have all the facts. And if we did, I don't know if we'd believe it. <laughs> isn't that isn't that the nature of, of mankind, you know? Yeah, you know, I saw that, you know, that plane went down, but I'm sure it was something else, you know, probably bumped into a pterodactyl, you know? <laughs> we we could come up with some stuff. Uh, Thunderbirds are real, right? In the paranormal world. Thunderbirds, that's what they're calling these pterodactyl-looking things. Um they must have got caught in a plane by now, right? They're, they're, they're everywhere. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think I have uh, known people who have told me that are psychically inclined who have said, uh, I felt this was coming. But, you know, it, it's, it's an iffy situation. It's like, if they put it out there and say, you know what, right about now, this is about to happen, look out. And, uh, and then it doesn't happen exactly, or the timing is not perfect, and then they're slammed for it. So I think that a lot of psychics and whatnot are hesitant to say exact always, um, but then there are some who do. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's, it's something else when, um, you know, our guts are telling us and we're feeling the vibe, like, like we're at the end of the new year, and a lot of people are anticipating the worst case scenario for 2023. You know, Russia and Ukraine's at war. People are dying of pandemics and flus and all sorts of stuff. The cooties are going rampant and uh, we're all in distress. A lot of people lost their homes and businesses and jobs and all their aspirations because of what's taken place. And, uh, you know, then there's people that are being enlightened and having Jesus encounters and angelic encounters and, you know, special types of inspiration and 
really innovatively working from home, you know, and saving the environment from doing such things. So there's so much out there. So um, do I have a definitive answer for you, Scott? No, I do not. Um, perhaps at some point we'll have a psychic come on the show and I'll throw that at them and have them chew on it for a bit and see what they think of that question. Um, because I know, I mean, a lot of people are wondering that. Like, uh, did nobody see this coming? Nobody? Come on now. I mean... But how much credit are we giving to, to psychics, though, too? You know, how much? Uh, prophecies, prophetic things. But again, 100 years ago, there was the horrible flu that came around. Uh, not too long ago, it was about 50 years. I don't know. Um, no, it's beyond 50 years for polio. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, there's been stuff going on. So anyways, you guys, we've come to the bottom of another fascinating program and year. Mm-hmm. So I want to wish you all a most merriest of Christmases, a happy holidays, a most blessed new year, because we will need that. And to keep our spirits up, Stay optimistic and, uh, you know, don't forget to go to my website, HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com and TheOutlandersComic.com. Follow me on most social media at one Heidi Hollis and at TheOutlandersComic. So this has been fabulous. I'm looking forward to uh, moving on through year number three here on Dark Becomes Light because I've got a whole lot more ground to cover and I hope it's helping you guys as well. All right. You've been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll see you next year. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.